Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the fan-sided network and finfanatic.com. The Dolphins play the Browns here at noon central, one Eastern here in Miami. We are lucky to be joined here by KFC Christian from the getting down with the Browns podcast. Follow them on Twitter, DWTB and follow Christian KF Christian underscore uh, on Twitter as well. Christian, thanks for joining us here to help preview the Browns Dolphins game. Well, thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, looking at it, an interesting offseason, to say the least, for the Browns. Yeah. You know, Deshaun Watson gets <laughs> suspended. We don't have to get into all that, but he is coming back here in three games. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't have to tell you, it started to look like the Browns' season was spiraling out of control. They got off to a two and five start. They lost four in a row. It, at least I thought, no offense. They were going to get steamrolled by the Bengals yeah, on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out to be the opposite. They ended up winning 32 to 13. So, you know, what's kind of the feeling there uh, among Browns fans heading into this game? I, it's a little bit mixed. Cause I mean, you've got the Browns fans that have been hurt for so long. Cause you know, I mean, the Browns are the Browns, you know, you know, the saying uh, you got some people like me that are a little bit more optimistic because, like, we saw what we did against the Bengals. And I think that the momentum's starting to click and the defense is finally starting to click there. And that's just kind of what we've been missing is that just unity on the defense and unity on the offense because it feels like the offense would, be, would play a perfect game. Going back to the Jets game week two, they play a perfect game offensively. Then defense, I mean, they're letting 30 points up to Joe Flacco. I mean, you're like, man, come on, like, get it together and – Look like they finally got it together against the Bengals. So I think that momentum's starting to build. Certainly. Positive. Certainly. And, um, you know, three and five, and then they go, they have a bye week this past week. So they're all rested up. They have two weeks to prepare for the Dolphins. And the following week, they play at Buffalo. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, is, is do or die a fair, uh, a fair saying here in this game? Uh, over these next three weeks, we, we actually talked about this on down, getting down with the Browns uh, last week. Uh, we talked about, like, they've got to at least go two and one out of these next three games because you've got Miami this Sunday, Buffalo the next week, and then the Buccaneers, and then you get Deshaun back. you got to, you got to at least go two and one, three and oh, getting back Watson. That's just Absolutely. That's the only way. <laughs> Absolutely, because, yeah, and then, then it would be, yeah, you're talking five and six, and then – yeah, the Browns would still have to go on a run at the end of the year there, but you know it's not a terribly tough schedule. You've got the Texans in that first game against Deshaun with Deshaun Watson back. Yep. Uh, you've got the Bengals, the Ravens, and then the last three games. You know the Saints at home, at Washington, and at Pittsburgh. So, yeah, and I've got to be honest with you, given that we're both in the AFC, this is a chance for the Dolphins to take the Browns and put them in their rearview mirror. Um, but if if they don't, I mean. You know, the Dolphins can go seven and three in this game, and then they've got a bye week, and then they've got the Texans. So, 
can assume they're going to go eight and three or else none of this is worth talking about. Yeah. Um, but if the Browns go four and five here, like you talked about, I mean, they're, they're on the verge of turning the season around, but looking at your offense here now, um, Jacoby Brissett obviously was with Miami last year. I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a lot of dolphins fans. that think a lot of him, but pretty decent season so far uh, from him. Uh, 163 for 255, 1,862 yards, seven touchdowns, five interceptions, quarterback rating of 86.5. What's been the overall impression here of, of Brissett uh, for the Browns? He's been a lot better than expected. Um, as weird as it sounds, a lot of Browns fans, once we heard that it was going to be 11 games for Watson, they're like, all right, just go ahead and tank the season. Just go ahead and just throw all expectations out the window, and then we start 2-1. and one with Brissett, and we're like, okay, this guy's what we thought Baker could be. Because, I mean, last year, Baker's left a real sour taste in everybody's mouth. And sure. now you get a guy in that actually listens to Stefanski, and you see Jacoby Brissett, and, I mean, he's putting up solid numbers for what he's doing. Like, I mean, nobody really expected him to actually go out there and compete like he has. So it's kind of awesome to see on behalf of Brissett. Absolutely. And uh, I'm sure another guy that's awesome to see is Nick Chubb, who even with a bye week, I mean, I think he's second in the league in rushing just behind Derrick Henry. Um, 841, 841 rushing yards. So in eight games, too. So over 100 yeah. yards a game, 5.6 yards a carry. And then you got Kareem Hunt, too, is no, no slouch, uh, over 300 yards rushing on the season. I mean, I don't think I'm breaking news saying, the Browns are a, a run first team. They're going to try to punch you in the mouth. Um, uh, do you, do you think that's going to be the strategy in this game too? Yeah. I mean, Stefanski, like he, he may open up a lack with a little play action here and there, but I mean, the, the main focal point of the Browns offense is Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt getting that running game going. And most of the time I like to see what I like to see is they'll do like a little misdirection. Chubb will kind of start off going to the right and he'll cut back left. And then you'll see Wyatt Taylor or whoever's playing the right guard pull and make a lead block. That is when I know it's going to be a beautiful play. Every time it's like one of the most effective plays that the Browns got in the playbook. And it's just, I think that's a lot of why Nick Chubb has as many yards as he does. Cause I mean, once he gets, gets out from behind the line that he's, he might take it to the house. Yeah. And uh, they're, they, Easily have the best guard, offensive guard combination in the league with Batonio and Wyatt Teller. I know when they signed Teller to a contract extension, I think it was last year mm -hmm. for a lot. I mean, I, I was looking at it, I was like, do you really want to pay two offensive guards 14 or 15 million a year? Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> with how they play. And, and they're every bit the reason there why, uh, why, why Nick Chubb, uh, in addition to Chubb, why they're able to do so well on the ground. Um, uh, at the tackle spots, um, I, I'm interested to get your opinion here because uh, um, Jedrick Wills is a is a player that after the Dolphins drafted to uh, in uh, 2020, drafted him fifth overall. Mm -hmm. uh, Wills was the guy I wanted them to come back up and get if they were to trade back up. He goes to the Browns. Yeah. Um, how has he been so far in, in his development? So he had an all right rookie year. Um and then his second year, he kind of he was hurt a lot of it, so he didn't really have that good. I think personally, I think he's had a fantastic year this year. A lot of people don't because I mean he he'll have one good holding penalty on him that hurt you on the drive, but I mean that's just kind of Jedrick Wills. Like he'll get a false start or just a holding, and it's it's gonna happen once or twice every game. 
but honestly, man, he's he's held his own against some of the best defensive ends in the league, and I think he's going to be a great left tackle. Um, but like yeah, I he said, he was only he, twenty. He's he's got to be. He, he was only twenty when drafted. I think so. He's only twenty. I think he's twenty. I think he's twenty-three, going on twenty-four. So I mean, he's still. And I mean, he he was a right tackle at Alabama. So we made him switch to the left tackle. And a lot of people, like, I mean, you can go through Brown's Twitter and just all the Brown's forums, and you'll see people bashing Jedrick Wills. But I think that's just more of an attest to how good the rest of the O-line is. Right, right, absolutely. Um, um, so, and on the other side, uh, Jack Conklin, and we're recording this here on, on Thursday, uh, uh-huh. almost Thursday evening. So the injury report, you know, two days injury reports here. Jack Conklin also out of practice again here today. Uh, right now, do you have a feeling whether or not he's going to play one way or another? Or is it still kind of uh, he he kind of sits he sits a lot during the week because I mean he is very injury prone. But honestly, if he doesn't play, I'm not too worried because of James Hudson. James Hudson has came in when he when he's been out because Conklin didn't play the first few weeks this season, and when he had to step in, it I mean you really didn't miss a beat with him at right tackle, so. I think this – I know this is a hot take and a little bit too early to say this, but I think Jack Conklin will not be a Cleveland Brown next year. Okay, that. okay. That's something to look out for. I, I had my eye on Conklin for the Dolphins a couple years ago. Um, you know, he's, he's coming up on 30 or maybe uh, – is he 2016? Yeah, so I – Yeah, he's coming up on 30, I Coming think. up on 30, okay. So, yeah, he, did, he does get hurt a lot. And James Hudson, a player out of uh, Cincinnati – I liked a couple of years ago uh, coming out. He's unexpectedly fell to the fourth round and has been able mm-hmm. to kind of uh, a slow cook behind those two guys. And yeah. now he's there at the right tackle spot. So that, that, that's interesting. Um, obviously the weapons, uh, David and Joku had, had the injury. He's iffy for this game also did not practice, but he said he's going to play. Yeah. Usually when a guy says that he usually backs it up. Um, yeah. <laughs> barring a setback. Um, so really three guys it looks like in the receiving game uh you know amari cooper donovan peoples jones and and david and joku does is that pretty standard or, or is there something yep, else that, we should expect that's that's pretty much all you really got to worry about like receiving wise i mean you may have a few plays here and there with uh, david bell maybe one or two to harrison bryant that's that's all you really got to worry about certainly certainly so. So if you're uh, uh, Stefanski and you're strategizing for this game offensively for the Browns, what's what's your game plan going up against the Dolphins here on defense? Um, like calling like the defense for the Browns or offense? Yeah. Oh, what's the overall? Do you think the overall strategy for the uh, for the Browns on offense is going to be? Do you oh, think, uh, uh, obviously they're going to run a lot. We know that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think that they'll run – they'll keep the run game pretty simple. But I think Brissett might have a few extra passes this game. Um, I know that the secondary of the Dolphins isn't the greatest. Um, and Amari Cooper is one of the best route runners in the game. So I think that they'll they'll try to get a heavy dosage of him. And if Dave Njoku is playing, I think you'll see a heavy dosage of Njoku too. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, and he's coming back uh, to Miami to play. Went to college at the University of Miami, as you know. And um, Amari Cooper, yeah, 553 receiving yards on the year. And the last time he went up against Xavier Howard, he was a Dallas Cowboy, and it was one of Howard's worst games of his career. So, yeah, the, the, and the Dolphins secondary, really a bright spot heading into this year, but Byron Jones hasn't played. We don't expect him to be back. Brandon Jones, uh, you know, a huge weapon from the strong safety yeah. position and blitzing. He goes down. Nick Needham, one of the better nickelbacks in the league. So the Dolphins are missing three of their top five guys. Certainly has not helped the situation. But um, you do have the new addition in Bradley Chubb, which is quite scary. It, it, it is. Uh, it wasn't quite last week because Justin Fields was running all over the place. But uh, yeah. yeah, on the um, on the on the defensive side of the ball there, um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting matchup with Bradley Chubb and uh, Jalen Phillips going up against Jeter Wills and either Jack Conklin or James Hudson. Because and it's also a, a fascinating matchup on the inside too. I mean, uh, the Browns to me have one of the, if not the best, run blocking offensive lines in the league. They're going up against a Dolphins run defense that to opposing running backs are allowing 3.59 yards a carry. So, yeah, it's going to be a battle of the Titans there in the Miami. Yeah. Heat. Yeah. And uh, one guy that's actually supposed to be coming back this week is actually Wyatt Taylor. He's actually been out for a few weeks. Uh, we've had a uh, Froholt playing our right guard. So he, they're saying he's going to be back. And then, um, Njoku, like you said, he said that he's going to be back. And Denzel Ward as well. Yeah, I mean, that's those are huge ones to look out for. I mean, Denzel Ward, I did not know that Teller's been out a couple of weeks. Denzel Ward, yeah, I, I, I did know that. That's a huge uh, huge return there. Um, so when the Dolphins go on offense and the Browns are on defense, we flip the field there. Obviously, mm-hmm. you've got to start with Miles Garrett um, going up against Teron Armstead, which, which should be a great matchup. I have said many times, even during non-Browns week, uh, Miles Garrett's the best defensive end in the league. Seven and a half sacks this year. Uh, ESPN has him with the second best pass ru- pass rush win rate. PFF mm-hmm. have has him as the f- at number one. So it doesn't really matter as much who he goes up against. Uh, he's going to he's he's going to be a handful. Um, I'm curious about the rest of your defensive line because not a lot of, <laughs> you know. Not a lot of names at the defensive tackle spot, and I can't notice Jadavian Clowney's only played 190 snaps this year. Yeah, he, he missed some games early on. Uh, he's he's back now because I know he got hurt against the Jets. He was uh, he was going to get a tackle on Joe Flacco when he rolled out and kind of like he tweaked his leg, and then a few weeks later, I want to say against the um, against the Patriots, he like kind of retweaked it and then set out. Nah, he's been back. I mean, he's been injury prone, like, I mean, most of his career. So, but other than Jadavion Clowney, the you really just got to focus on Miles Garrett. Like, I mean, the defensive tackles, they really haven't been that great. But these past two games, I've not seen this defense play like they have. Like, the last two games compared to the first six, totally different. Like, I mean, just yeah. like night and day. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you look at against the Bengals. I mean, Joe Mixon eight carries for twenty-seven yards. Uh, you know, we saw what he did this past week. Um, yeah, 
you know, after he played the Bengals, he had five touchdowns. And, uh, you know, I look at the, the Browns run defense averaging 4.9 yards a carry on the ground, but I think Austin Eckler kind of skewed those statistics because he went off on them. And other than that, they haven't allowed a hundred yard running back. So yeah. you know, I, I think the dolphins can have some success uh, running against the Browns here, but I also think the run defense statistics are a little bit misleading too. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think most are, um, he he could have a really good game because you know the run defense has been kind of shaky. Um, it's but most of the time it I feel like we're getting in like a shootout with the other teams. That's that's kind of what I feel like we're going like it's like head to head. We're seeing who the better quarterback is the past few games. But like I know Brissett's not that guy, but that's just kind of the mentality they're having. You know the shootouts. Well, I mean a lot of high high point totals for the Browns, which I didn't expect with Watson. I mean. <laughs> 26 points in week one, 30 in week two, 29 in week three, uh, 28 against the Chargers in week week five, and then uh, before the bye in week eight, 32. So the Browns, if you look at them on paper, you think a run first team, not going to score a lot of points on you, but you look at, you know, 25 points per game on the nose, you know, they're, they can certainly put up some points. Yeah, and that's what's uh, been one of, like, my, like, just, like, Kevin Stefanski, you are a great coach, like one of them type things. Like you're putting up 30 a game with a backup. That's how like I'm looking at it. I'm like, if you can do that, just wait till you get your franchise quarterback in there. That's exactly it. And uh, I I was jumping to the offensive side of the ball for a second, but uh going back to the defense, um, yeah, it it when I look at the linebackers, I mean it's it, fascinating position on the team because the uh Usu Koromora, uh a player that uh, I really liked uh, in the draft here a couple of years ago, the undersized, but very, very fast linebacker mm-hmm. um, is iffy for this game. Uh, did not practice the last two weeks uh, with an ankle injury. They also traded for Dion Jones, who had a big game against the Bengals um, and uh, Sione Taki Taki, a massive game against the Bengals. So yeah. if you can get the three of these guys to line up, uh, that's a pretty good trio. And one that seems to cover a lot of ground there, right? Yeah, I mean, like you said, Sion Taki Taki was a, just a freaking beast against the Bengals. I mean, I think there's a stat. I think every time Sion Taki Taki forces a turnover, the Browns win. Like, I, I don't know if that's a fact, but, like, I would like to say that is because I feel like every time he forces a turnover, the Browns win. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look into that. And uh, <laughs> if, if it's the first quarter and I see that happen, I'm going to get pretty worried. Um, but, uh, Koromora again, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot with injuries here, but, uh, if, if you had a feeling one way or another, do you think he, he suits up on Sunday? Feel free to punt Uh, it too. Um, I'm, I'm not for sure. Honestly, I've, I've not really heard much on, uh, JOK. I know that it was kind of a shocking, like see him that he was out against the Bengals. I was like, Oh man, like he's out. And it may be just one of them things like they're just trying to let him heal and then just kind of like, Oh yeah, he's going to play. Like maybe it's one of them things. Like I'm, I'm not for sure. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm not either And this. That's why I was asking you. And thanks for playing along there. Uh, the, <laughs> but you look at the back seven and that's going to be fascinating here with the dolphins and the speed they bring at the running back spot, as well as Tyree kill and Jalen mm-hmm. Waddle and Mike Kosicki. Um, as far as weapons, they've, if, if they can line up, um, 
these three linebackers with their secondary. It's a really fast back seven, as you know, with Denzel oh, yeah. Ward coming back. I mean, they've they put a lot of stock into the cornerback spot, drafted Denzel Ward fourth overall a few years ago, and then spent top 50 picks on Newsome and Greedy Williams and um, uh, Martin Emerson, who had a big game last week here, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm uh, uh, curious as far as uh, the safety position goes. That's one where Grant Delpit and John Johnson, I, I mean, I look at, I, I watch them and I think it's a good combo, but are they beatable? I mean, as on, on the deep passes. Yeah. 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 Grant Delpit is um, on deep passes. Yeah, he's burnt toast. Like, all you got to do is send – you got to just tell Tyreek, find Grant Delpit, and he's going to burn him. Grant Delpit's more of a box safety. Like, he needs to be up. Like, he's like the guy that you send the blitz, the guy that could – honestly, I think he should be playing linebacker. Like, I think he he could be a linebacker. Like, I don't think he should be out there playing deep safety like we have been. But past few weeks we've been having him play inside and had uh, Ronnie Harrison actually playing the deep safety with uh, JJ3. Got it, got it. Yeah, and it's – yeah, they'll be fascinating to watch because at cornerback, they're really good. And, uh, yeah, and they can they can certainly run, especially if they've got those three linebackers on the field. Uh, we're joined by uh, KF Christian uh, – KFC, excuse me. No, you're Christian from the Getting Down with the Browns podcast. Join them at DWTB. And just a couple more questions here for you, Christian. Um defensively you know, as far as the how the browns play defense you know is it is it a lot more zone or a lot more man to man or kind of a combination of both well the first 6 weeks it felt like every play was zone it felt like everything that they were running was zone and then like i mean you just heard like everybody's getting mad at each other after the patriots game and then they go into the baltimore ravens game they're running more blitzes they're running more man coverage it's kind of like they're they're actually changing and they're spicing up the playbook on defense it felt like and then even going to the Bengals game, I mean, you saw some man-on-man. I mean, Greg Newsom going on with uh, Tyler Boyd and uh, MJ Emerson going with uh, Higgins. And it's just they're running more man, and I'm I'm glad to see that because Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom, they're man, they're man corners. Like the only real true zone corner we have is Grady Williams, and he can't stay healthy enough to stay on the field. So interesting. Gotcha. And that's, that's fascinating. Cause I, th- I thought greedy was a man to man guy coming out of college. It's- yeah. That's what's crazy. And like, we get him there and he's like our best zone. I mean, like huh. in man coverage, he's not, he's not the, he's not what we all expected. And Greg Newsom was a zone guy in college and now he's a man to man guy. Yeah. Like, uh, huh. like there's in that Bengals game last year when uh, the Browns played them in Cincy, you can watch a few plays where he's lined up with Jamar chase. And I mean, he just tracks him. Like he has like the smoothest, like hips. I've ever seen like, I mean, he goes boom, boom. And then it's like, he's right there. And I'm like, what? Yeah. His movement skills coming out of Northwestern. I, I, I remember that too. Cause he didn't play a lot of football at Northwestern. He only played really not even a full year, but yeah. <laughs> looks so impressive that, that, it, you know, even if the Browns didn't draft him in the first round, somebody else would have. Um, so Christian, what is your score prediction here for the Dolphins Browns game? Browns are Dolphins are currently favored by last time I checked three and a half points. So uh, I'm going to put a big if and put a big if on this. If Nick Chubb yeah. has more than 22 carries, the Browns win 24 to 21. Yeah, I had 24 to 21 Dolphins. So we are, <laughs> we are, yes, we are th- certainly 
thinking uh, thinking along the same same lines here. Um, before we let you go, any uh, any maybe thoughts or questions that Browns fans or, or people on your podcast have have had trying to get a get a handle on the Dolphins. So, what are your thoughts on the new head coach and like his whole offense? I know it's like statistically just fantastic. Like, I mean, you've got Tua, who's the number one rated uh, PPA or uh, PFF quarterback. Uh, Tyreek's the number one wide receiver. Jalen Waddle. Uh, do you think that's more a test to the coach, or is it the addition of Tyreek Hill to the offense? It's. It, I hate to. Uh, go down the middle and hedge my bets, but it is a combo of, of, of all of it. And uh, to me, it starts with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, though, because look, it, yeah, I'll tell you what I tell every other person that comes on the show is you're going to have to deal with, I don't care who you have a cornerback, Tyreek Hill and Waddle are going to be running wide open all game. Oh, and, yeah, for and, sure. <laughs> and now, now on the other side of that, because of that, the Dolphins throw the ball a lot more than they should sometimes. And so some teams that they've lost to the Jets, the Vikings, uh, the Bengals were able to make more big plays on on defense to match what the Dolphins could do. And that's kind of where the Browns have to be when they're playing that man to man coverage is, is, yeah, you're going to let up some big plays. But if you can force this offense into two or three turnovers and a lot of penalties, then the the Browns certainly have a have a good chance to come out with a win here. And, uh, you know, so. Talent-wise, Hill Waddle dictate matchups. Teron Armstead's been incredible when he's been on the field. Two elites the league in passing, and they've got a one-two combo with Wilson and Mostert now that that average almost five yards a carry. So in combination, all of that's hard to stop. Mm-hmm. But the Dolphins also com- have committed a lot of penalties. Uh, before the Bears game, they had a string of you know three out of four games where they had double-digit penalties, just continuing to beat themselves. So there's a lot of sloppiness that goes along with that. So ideally the dolphins against anybody can put up 30 points with what they have. Mm-hmm. And it's cliche that they can't beat themselves, but that is really what it comes down to. Gotcha. 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 But Hey, Christian, I don't say, I never say good luck to uh, the, the people we're playing, but I, I, cause I would, that would be a lie, but, uh, <laughs> but I really hope uh, you enjoy the game on Sunday. I, and I really thank you for coming here uh, on the fin side and be sure to check out their pod- podcast getting down with the Browns. They do some great work over there and that will do it for our breakdown of the dolphins Brown matchup Browns matchup here. Follow Paul and I on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the fan sided network and finfanatic.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.